Welcome to the 251st day of the year. And if you're now used to it being a holiday, here are some potential ways to celebrate September 8th. Today is National Ampersand Day and National Pediatric Hematology Oncology Nurses Day. And holy cannoli, we're also in National Italian Cheese Month. In any case, this is also another day that Charlottesville Community Engagement is produced to bring your attention to all manner of items. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs. On today's show, the Charlottesville Fire Department releases an annual report and the Chief defends critiques of a new dispatch system. Charlottesville City Council discusses the firing of Police Chief Rochelle Brackney over the objections of City Council, and an incumbent drops out of the race for Charlottesville City Council. In today's first Patreon-fueled shout-out, the Plant Northern Piedmont Natives Campaign is an initiative that wants you to grow native plants in yards, farms, public spaces, and gardens in the northern Piedmont. Native plants provide habitat, food sources for wildlife, ecosystem resiliency in the face of climate change, and clean water. Start at the Plant Northern Piedmont Natives Facebook page and tell them Lonnie Murray sent you. Nakaya Walker is withdrawing from the 2021 election and will be a one-term city councilor. Walker made the announcement in a Facebook post this morning, in which she stated that another black candidate in the race is being used by the Democratic Party. She said racism that she experienced at last night's city council meeting was the final straw. In her Facebook post, Walker blasted council for being advocates of white power and called for reform of the city's city manager form of government. More on that at the end of today's newsletter. Walker had raised no money during the campaign process. Democrats Brian Pinkston and Juan Diego Wade have raised about $70,000 each. Independent Yaz Washington has raised $315. The next campaign finance report is due next Wednesday. The Virginia Department of Health reports another 4,474 new cases of COVID today, with a seven-day average of 3,364. There have been 406 deaths in the state since August 9th. The seven-day percent positivity has decreased to 10. In the Blue Ridge Health District, there are another 92 cases reported today. There have been a total of 239 fatalities in the district during the course of the entire pandemic, with 146 of those reported in the current calendar year. Those seeking to file new unemployment claims in Virginia will now have to wait a week after enrolling with the Virginia Employment Commission. The VEC issued a release on Tuesday to notify people that a temporary suspension of waiting week, first made at the beginning of the pandemic, is now over. Here's a quote from that release. In March 2020, Governor Ralph Northam waived the waiting week policy for all Virginia UI claimants as part of the COVID-19 pandemic emergency declaration. The reinstatement coincides with the end of temporary federal benefit programs on September 4, 2021. For more on Waiting Week, visit the VEC's website. The Charlottesville Fire Department has released its annual report for the fiscal year that ended on June 2021. In the past year, there is a new chief in Hezadine Smith. They have recruited 22 new firefighters and boosted work in community risk reduction. 
There are 114 total employees in the fire department, including six civilians. There were 5,717 calls for service, with 2,105 of those for fire calls and 3,612 medical calls. Last week, the fire department issued a press release announcing a process change made in July called Proximity Dispatch, where automatic vehicle locators and the global positioning system is used. Council will have a work session on this change on September 20th. Here's a bit from that release. When an emergency prompts a 9-11 call, the region's emergency communication center activates an automated process that immediately finds the closest emergency resources. Based on the proximity of the vehicles and the city's roadway network, the emergency communication center dispatches the closest units. At last night's city council, Dr. Forrest Kalant spoke out in objection to the new system. Dr. Kalant is a trauma surgeon at the University of Virginia Health System, concerned that the Charlottesville-Albemarle Rescue Squad units, cars, are not being used efficiently. Um, the system that has been designed and implemented is not well conceived. Um, I'm going to surprise you with something I'm going to tell you next, which is that um, survival in an urban um, EMS system is actually inversely proportional to the number of paramedics um, that are uh, deployed um, out in the city. Later on in the meeting, CARS chief Virginia Level gave a specific example of how the new system is not working. There are a lot of acronyms in this soundbite to explain first. ALS stands for Advanced Life Support and offers advanced care for critical patients. BLS stands for Basic Life Support. On July 27th, two fire engines and a CARS BLS ambulance were dispatched to an ALS-level chest pain call because CFD's ALS unit was on a BLS call and unavailable. CARS had three BLS ambulances in service and available within 1.2 miles of that BLS call at the time of dispatch. Chief Level said CARS should be handling those basic calls. The new dispatch protocol is an ineffective use of the EMS system in the city. It has not resulted in improved patient care. In fact, it puts those at the highest risk in jeopardy. Level said that she has attempted to meet with Fire Chief Smith, but has not been able to do so yet. In this year's budget cycle and with last year's budget cycle, Level and others made the claim that the fire department was not holding up its end of a memorandum of agreement related to funding. Here's City Councilor Lloyd Snook. I raised the concern last year that we, I thought we were that what was happening last year to the rescue squad and their budget was that it was was grossly unfair to them. I'm concerned that this year without and I don't know the details, I would like to know a lot more. I'm concerned that we appear to be headed towards uh, a situation where the present uh, EMS providers do not value the contributions of the rescue squad, which is a, a really a it's been a beloved institution in this town for, for many, many, many years. Remember that quote. We're going to need it later on. Later on in the meeting, Chief Hezadine Smith was asked to make a comment about the system. Ultimately, the enhancements that have been adopted is appropriate for the 10 square miles in a city and is used in other regions that provide EMS and fire services. We don't have to look far as it relates to proximity dispatch. Albemarle County, right next to us, has implemented proximity dispatch since 2016 or 2017. Proximity dispatch ensures that our residents and visitors get the closest 
appropriately staffed ambulance and or first response vehicle based on established national standards and best practices. Chief Smith said that the changes have lowered response times to the 10th and Page neighborhood. The conversation on September 20th will shed more light on what may become a legal issue. City Attorney Lisa Robertson said a meeting was to have been held between Chief Smith and CARS, but a string of correspondence from CARS attorneys led to that being delayed. Stay tuned for September 20th. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement. In today's second Patreon-fueled shout-out, a concerned Charlottesville parent wants to make sure the community participates in the middle school reconfiguration process that is currently underway. After years of discussion, concrete plans are being put forward. You can learn more and contribute at the City of Charlottesville Schools and BMDO's information page at charlottesvilleschools.org facilities. The Charlottesville City Council meeting on September 7, 2021, was dominated by one of its members' opposition to the termination on September 1st of former police chief Rochelle Brackney. No official explanation has been given. Council selects one of its own every two years to serve as mayor, a position held since January of 2018 by Nakaya Walker, an independent elected in 2017. At the beginning of the meeting, a fellow councillor requested to add an item for discussion that was not previously on the agenda. Here's City Councillor Lloyd Snook. Madam Mayor, I would like to ask that to add one thing to the agenda. Uh, it would be to move to add uh, the discussion of the appointment of an acting ADA coordinator. Okay. And I would like to also request to add um, the discussion of the um, termination of the police chief. Snook's request was granted on a unanimous vote, but Walker could not get a second to add her discussion to the official agenda. But her opposition would be felt throughout the entire meeting, including a few minutes later, when she used the proclamation section of the meeting to thank Brackney for her three years of service to Charlottesville. I would just like to thank um, Chief Brackney for her leadership and apologize on behalf of the city um, for a termination that has um, tarnished her reputation when she was doing exactly um, as someone who sat around the table to hire her um, and was able to participate in that democratic process, which apparently has changed um, now. The powers of City Council are outlined in Chapter 2, Article 2 of the Charlottesville City Code and further detailed in the City Charter. Council appoints a city manager to serve as an executive and also appoints a finance director and a clerk. Under City Code and the City Charter, Council plays no official role in selecting a police chief. Here's Section 5.01 of the Charter. All departments of city government, including the fire department and police department, shall be under the general supervision of the city manager. The charter is also clear that all councillors have the same powers, more or less. Here's a portion of Section 9 of the charter. 
The mayor, or vice mayor, when performing the duties of the mayor, shall be entitled to a vote on all questions as any other councillor, but in no case shall they be entitled to a second vote on any question. City manager Chip Boyles opted to terminate Brackney's contract on September 1, 2021, and immediately placed her on administrative leave through November 1st, the end of a 90-day period of notification. Walker took nearly nine minutes to talk about Brackney's firing during the proclamation section and to tell future employers of Brackney that she was treated poorly. Mayor Walker spoke of the need to address systemic racism and to tell council why the termination was the wrong choice. None of the other councillors responded, and council moved on to the consent agenda, which Walker voted against. The meeting proceeded as usual with updates from city manager Chip Boyles. Staff has developed a formal application process to create roadside memorials along certain city streets for family members of those fatally injured in auto accidents. This program should be available by October 1st. Then, Council moved on to one of two public comment periods, known as Community Matters, where several members addressed the issue. Attorney Jeff Fogel called Council rude for not responding to complaints about the firing. We expect an answer. If you meet me on the street and you ask me a question, damn it, I'm going to answer it. You got a problem? Get off the council. Melvin Burris thanked Walker for speaking out about the firing and said it was all based on hearsay related to an informal survey conducted by the Police Benevolence Association. An unsigned statement in response to the PBA survey was posted on the city's website on August 20th, shortly after 5 p.m. on a Friday. Addressing Boyles, Burris accused Councillor Snook of acting to remove the chief. And I'm really disappointed it wasn't an investigation. Snook, Council Jew, and he was part of it with you on determination. You didn't go to the council and discuss it with all of them because they're acting, if you did, they're acting kind of, I don't know what happened, or that's the conveyance they're giving to us. But you should do better in that ship. We thought better of you when you took over this position. When it was council's turn to speak, Snook wanted to respond to why he did not second Walker's desire to place Brackney's termination up for discussion on the record. Virginia's open meetings law allows for elected bodies to discuss personnel issues in closed session. I asked the question and when we were in closed session, what would be the ground rules if we did so? Nobody could answer. I am concerned that if we have a public discussion without any sense of ground rules, recognizing that there are libel, slander, uh, other procedural issues that, that may come up, uh, that we're, we're opening ourselves up for, for more problems. And I just don't know what the ground rules are. Councillor Michael Payne said the timing of the firing created doubt in the minds of the community. What are we going to do to ensure and ensure for the public that we do not go backwards on reform? And, and that is a, a, a real concern in terms of, has this sent a signal that it is time to go back to the old ways of doing things? And I desperately hope that it's not. Payne said city leadership must demonstrate that Brackney's firing was not motivated by a sense that reform was going too far in the department. 
Counselor Heather Hill also said she did not feel comfortable discussing the matter in public. These are personnel discussions, and I'm really sensitive to how much we will discuss publicly at this time without really understanding what the scope of that discussion would be. Vice Mayor Cena McGill did not immediately comment. In rebuttal, Walker took issue with the comment that Councillor Snook made about the Charlottesville Albemarle Rescue Squad and their comments to the city's fire department. You use the words grossly unfair. Okay? So maybe you don't know how to monitor yourself, but that would be a good time for you to do that. You would need to find out more information without criticizing employees publicly when you and Councillor Hill already have a lot of information because you've been meeting with them. To be clear, Snook did not mention the names of any employees of the fire department. Council is set to have a work session on those issues on September 20th, and Walker said she hoped the process would be fair. But back to the termination. Walker noted that Dr. Brackney was on the Zoom call and was willing to have a public conversation. And so if there's any questions about whether there's a willingness to have that conversation and if it's about personnel, then we can ask her that question. It would also involve uh, personnel discussions of other people than Chief Brackney. Well, the other people were not terminated. Doesn't matter. They still have rights to confidentiality. That we are bound legally to respect. Okay, Floyd. In another back and forth, Walker pressed Councillor Hill on whether she was involved in the decision to terminate Brackney. I have not influenced this process. I found out at the same time as the rest of this council that decision has been made. Do I support that decision? I do. Walker said the time has come for reform of the way Charlottesville is governed. I know there's been a lot of discussion about um, what one-fifth mean, and I know there's been a lot of confusion about the fact that I'm a very strong Black woman, and people don't like that. Walker said the city manager position should be elected. Not because I see myself in the position, because of the power of that position. And I hope the community is understanding that while that is not something that's going to happen today, this is your community and deciding whether you want someone who doesn't have to answer your questions to be able to make decisions this important behind closed doors and never answer The last time the topic of election reform came up was in 2004, when an election study task force was hired. You can review the results in a link in the newsletter. Walker asked each councillor to say if they supported the decision to fire Brackney. Vice Mayor McGill did go on the record. I feel this is a decision of the city managers, and we hired the city manager, and... This is his job. It is his job to run the city under our overarching policies. I feel that he talks to us. I feel he communicates with us. And fundamentally, this is his decision, and I'm behind him on it, period. Walker accused the rest of the council of speaking with Boyles before the termination. Mayor Walker, one of your fundamental premises is incorrect. I did, have never recommended to Mr. Bra- to Mr. Boyles that he fire Chief Brackney, and I've told you that. After that, 
Council moved on to other business, business that we'll cover in a future newsletter. After those conclusions, Walker had several questions about what happened with the police chief. Some dealt with comments made by Bellamy Brown, the chair of the Police Civilian Review Board, related to the Police Benevolence Association survey. The August 20th press release was also unsigned, and that was a um, concern where people thought this was something that the chief forced out. Um, And so I would like a public um, response to who worked on that survey and why the name was left off of it. Um, Specifically for the city manager, why wasn't your name on it? Walker also wanted to know when the decision was made to place Brackney on leave. She also wants to know if Assistant Chief James Mooney will receive special dispensation after rescinding his retirement in order to lead the department in the interim. In the second public comment period of the evening, Michael Wells of the Central Virginia chapter of the Police Benevolence Association thanked Boyles for terminating Brackney. Unfortunately for Dr. Brackney, the Police Benevolence Association climate survey is largely focused not on policy, but internal procedural justice issues. I just wanted to tell you guys that you have a real issue in Charlottesville City. You have a few people that speak up all the time, and those people garner your attention all the time. Now I'm going to be one of those people because I'm involved. I want to be involved. I want the city to have a good chief. I wish it would have worked out with Dr. Brackney, but it did not. When Wells was done with his comments, Walker took the opportunity to question him. That exchange is only in this audio version of the newsletter because I was already way past length in the newsletter. But this is an interesting exchange, which I think is worth listening to. Can I ask another question? You just did. I think that um, internal procedural justice is more important um, than healing the wrongs that have been done by policing in this community. For I think if you want your police officers to, to take on other policies and procedures that they ha- you have to have buy-in from them. And I don't so think we have to, and so you have before, to respect them as well. So, you have to so respect 21st your century well. reform, you think that our focus should be getting buy-in from police? I think your focus should be safe streets because there's about every other night you have shootings now. I think so your again, focus needs to be on supporting your officers. So you think throughout the history of policing that there hasn't been a need for reform? No, I think it's important for officers to have confidence in their command in order to be most effective. And effective officers are what you need and deserve. The city but I'm has asking you to regularity to lately, and you can't afford a police department with limitless internal distractions and non-existent morale. There's a lot of work to be done. So if you're not ready surveys, to do the work, then get out of the way. The surveys talked about the reform was causing that low. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. How long have you been a cop? Your sir, I'm telling you what I read. Your sir also said that both the citizens of this community and that's right were a problem. That's right. You don't have. They need support. They need support from the community. So you think it's more important? No, I think the community is what's most important. The community is what's most important, and that means everyone, every race, and every color, not just black and brown. No, but everyone. So the community that's most affected by racist policing practices, you don't believe. What what is your basis? Where are your facts about racist policing? Where is that? You just just 
provided to me. You just talked about the 21st century policing. You know, I sure did. So, do you, why did President Obama institute that task force? I think we know why. Tell me. Good day, Mayor. Have a nice night. Yeah, that's what y'all just signed on for, and y'all should be ashamed because, as I told you in closed session, they're not coming for your kids. They're not going to target you. What's next? I'm not sure. As you can hear in this newsletter, the community faces a lot of problems, and this newsletter is intended to try to track as much of it as I can, and I appreciate your reading and listening. And that is it for this installment. Not a very happy installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement. I really do encourage you to go back and watch the whole thing and uh, to get involved. These are issues, of course, uh, now that we don't have, um, you know, the election's a little different now that Walker has uh, decided not to run. And, um, you know, that's um, that's going to probably have some ramifications. Uh, but of course, you know, one of the things of this newsletter is to track potential solutions and to get as much information out there as possible. Um, it, it's interesting to have heard the information about the GIS because I've had that in my notes to write about that for a week. And of course, I get to it. And of course, then there's a big full news story that's in this newsletter. Uh, I'm not going to do the pitches today. I'm way too tired. And I want to move on to the next one. But thank you again for listening. And uh, please do forward this on to somebody else and uh, ask me some questions. I don't have the answers, but I can certainly hope to help facilitate a better conversation that will lead to better days uh, here in Charlottesville and further. I'm Sean Tubbs, your host. I'll be back tomorrow with another installment. Thanks for listening. Thank you.